three, two, one, go, James. Good evening and welcome to Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris. And me, Stash. This week, we're going to be discussing a lot of fun things. But before that, we'd just like to reiterate, as per it is not financial advice, nothing in this podcast is. It's obviously a podcast. Don't ever listen to us. I mean, listen to us every week, but never listen to us financially. Listen to what we say, but don't take necessarily any advice as serious. Because, I mean, as as James has said multiple times, we are big fans of losing money over here. What is it Perry used to say? Like, do as I do as I say, not as I do. Well, don't do as we say. That is all we'll say. And don't and do, don't as we do, do as we do either. Don't don't follow us. We're not those sorts <laughs> yeah. of people. Um, this week we're going to talk about fun, uh, fun, a few fun things. Uh, one thing I wanted to kick off about was obviously FTX was our headline topic of last week. We discussed sort of what happened on there and what the lasting effects might be. And one thing I uh, was reading about that I'd like to bring up was about how this actually affects Genesis. So um, Genesis are uh, one of the very earliest market makers. So they established years and years back. And what they've turned into, because they used to be over-the-counter Bitcoin is what you could buy from them. Uh, but they turned into a sort of a market maker in the middle. How and do you they... buy Bitcoin over-the-counter? What? So if you're a sort of rich person, you just go to them and they're like, here's some Bitcoin, give us some money. No, no, When I mean over the counter, what I mean is it was like a first website you could go onto and like deposit with a credit card and okay. get Bitcoin is what I mean by over the counter. So they used to do that, but essentially because they were there early and they had a big market share, they've grown massively with it. So what they then do now is they essentially lend and are a custodian for a lot of the funds that go through the blockchain. So like, for example, in uh, quarter four, so like where we are now in 2021, uh, they had 20, uh, was it $12.5 billion in active loans, which wow. is a, a lot, a lot of money. Whereas in Q3, which they've just released 2022, they've only got 2.8 now. Now, part of that is because the market conditions have dropped heavily. But the other part of that is where they've had their money. So they had $2.4 billion in three arrows of which when that collapsed dcf the parent company essentially is only going to pay them out they, they haven't paid them out they've essentially taken on the liability um but they've taken it on at 1.2 billion so what tends to happen I don't know if you guys know about liquidations and how when companies collapse so in a liquidation there's administrations there's liquidations are you guys happy with the difference or would you like me to yeah yeah uh... <laughs> so so okay administration essentially what happens is uh administration people go this company's failing we an administrator is going to come in and try and make it succeed yeah liquidation is the step after that where you go it still failed in a liquidation you get a list of creditors so creditors are anyone who is owed money by the business and they are paid out in a preference order. They are in the UK. I don't know the exact rulings for Chapter 11 in the US. But in the UK, for example, they got to pay out the staff that worked for them and stuff first and pay them the full amount or, or try their best to. So what they do is when they get further down the list, they pay pennies on the pound. So where Genesis was sat with three arrows, they'll have said, we won't ever be able to pay you a pound on the pound. Can we pay you 50p on the pound? Which is what they then accept which is why they go from having 1.2 billion owed to one, uh, sorry, one, uh, 2.4 billion owed to 1.2 billion owed. Make, that makes sense? That's just 1.2 billion wiped. <laughs> Literally. 
overnight. Just no, we, we can't pay you that. That's done because who, you can't sue anyone to go and get that money. It, that money is just gone. Wow. So, um, so that's sort of bits like that have been happening to them. They also had a lot of funds, obviously lent to FTX, which is then going to have the same the same situation. Now, you might be thinking, you know, you two might be thinking, or people at home might be thinking, well, how does that really affect me? Well, what you've got to think about is Gemini actually helps companies make yield. So if you lend on, um, what's a good example? Uh, sorry, sorry, if Gemini, sorry, Genesis makes, <laughs> makes yield. But if you lend on Gemini, as an example, you give Gemini a Bitcoin. So they then take that Bitcoin and they lend it in, in turn to Genesis. Genesis then say to someone who wants a loan, you go, I'd like a loan at 6%, right? Yeah. They lend it to you. They keep a percent. Gemini keeps a percent and they give the residual to you. So yeah. that's how they yield. But the problem is, if Genesis go down, that yielding across the whole industry could just disappear. So is that like staking sort of yield? Abs- stuff yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's how a lot of people offer staking is they go, they, oh. they do crypto loans, basically. And then through the crypto loans, they take a cut of the profit that they make. And then they give you a cut of the profits that they make off of your money. Yes. Yeah. So you you lend your money out and essentially two middlemen or middle people take a cut and go, yeah. we'll take a percent. They take a percent. And then you get the residual. But the ones truly sort of that are responsible kind of for it is Gemini, right? Or so that's a, that's a tricky one because the reality is if so this is this is where it gets a bit shady and doesn't crypto is a funny one right if genesis lend that money out and you don't repay genesis how can regen how can genesis repay gemini how can gemini pay you yeah and you've got to think as well that it's not just the interest they're lending out your capital do you see what i mean yeah. Because when you get the pennies on the pound, it's the capital coming back, not just the capital and the interest, or not just the interest. Sorry. So that's where it gets really, really difficult. Yeah. That's because you, yeah. And, and, that, and that's a thing that I think not a lot of people understand that, that that's happening in the first place. They go, oh, I, I get staking from somewhere else, but that's what's happening. It's, and this is like banks obviously do the same, don't they? Yeah. Banking, the finances that we have in the crypto market, that's that does not necessarily make sense to do in the crypto market. Well, it, I mean, all these exchanges are just taking the idea of being banks, like it's yes. exactly what FTX did, it's what everyone is doing. They want your money with them so that they can make interest on it, and they're not betting their own capital, they're betting yours. So, so they're kind of getting off scot-free, well, making money. Well, in that instance, they don't, because the way it would blow is essentially, if you think about it, you've put your money into Gemini, so Gemini owe you, we'll say a £1,000. Yeah. They've then loaned it on, they're owed a £1,000. Now, if the loan that Genesis makes fails, they still owe Gemini £1,000. The fact that they've now got only, will be getting 500 back doesn't eliminate their creditor. Yeah. Okay. The, the only way you can reduce that creditor is if either, like a normal business, if I owe Chris money and I go, Look, Chris, mate, you're not going to get that 20 quid back. I'm a dick. There's not a chance you're getting it. I'll give you 1250. Chris can at that point go, 
well, I, I'm not going to get the 20. Yeah, that's fine, mate. Give me 12.50, right? And that's how normal business works. But it's very unusual that in like a financial institution, you would make that agreement unless there was a bankruptcy. Yeah. Because in most instances, you say, well, tough, pay me. But obviously, if someone's gone bankrupt or gone into liquidation, you go, well, we're not going to. You either get this or nothing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, so that, that's what I've been reading about this week that I thought was interesting. And I didn't know what you boys think. I don't know if you knew how that's how it worked or now having learned that, what you think? I think I read a similar article to you about it, which was, I think maybe even you sent it to me. I don't know, but um, it was talking about how that can affect the whole industry and how they they are now asking for a one, an emergency $1 billion loan, right? Mm. So as to avoid going bankrupt. And if they did go bankrupt, that would result in lots of people losing a lot of money. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because it's that same knock-on effect, isn't it? If they go bankrupt, they're now paying, say, Gemini or Coinbase or Crypto.com, whatever, pennies on the pound. Yeah. And you go, well, okay, at that point, now they owe me, but can they fulfill all of that debt that yeah. they've got? Or am I going to get shafted at the end? Are they going to crumble like FTX did and I lose? Yeah. It's 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 all very sort of we're just in a massive gray area of not knowing what is right and what it's is just wrong. risky isn't it it's yeah. like really risky like just and so i know obviously last week i was saying about having my crypto on exchanges and stuff like that i have been looking into buying a ledger yeah i mean i'm glad i'm glad this is really a really important thing like people i feel there's this is not over i definitely think that there's mm. more stuff coming out of all these different banks there was a lot of stuff about crypto.com yeah. last week which kind of just revealed straight after we posted the, yeah. Yeah. the episode right and i was reading it and i was following it and i was like oh crap like this could actually crypto.com is not safe um yeah. they've kind of alleviated my concerns a little bit now with the said um, they, they don't um lend out them like to third yeah customers, which they, they were like stops. we will do an audit to prove that we have one-to-one like liquid to sort of support our tokens and everything like that so that do has you, kind of eased me off a little bit but do you, do you guys believe these full audits they're saying they've got because i mean with binance binance did a proof of a proof of funds didn't they but there's a lot of eth have been swirling around that's hitting the, the bank account or hitting the wallet that goes oh yeah that's our funds wallet and then disappearing out two minutes later and you think there's a lot of shadiness going on like because crypto.com after putting that out i think they sent something like 400 million of crypto to a yeah. wrong address yeah right and another exchange address <laughs> you don't you don't make that mistake like yeah you wouldn't make that mistake it sounds like in that instance maybe they had like a deal with another exchange or something yeah. to try and be like, oh, we can send you this crypto to like basically cover up the fact that you might not be as stable as people think you are. Absolutely. I mean, but that's the thing. People have got billions on these exchanges. Like they need them to survive. Yeah. It, or they, they want them to survive, don't they? And it's, I, I think we're in a very precarious time. And uh, I d- crypto will not die off doing this yeah. but you can massively lose public sentiment absolutely yeah. the, the fact that bitcoin is still holding uh like sixteen thousand, 
Is that what it's holding at at the moment? Dollars. Yeah. Is like it's pretty? Oh, I don't know. I feel like that, I feel like it's a pretty strong indicator that it, that might be the actual floor floor. Because you'd think otherwise, it would have gone down that, wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, being being as we are, as you said. <laughs> The big losers that we are. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Uh, Luna can't go below 10 pounds. What are you talking yeah. about? That's I, the thing, though. The FUD, the FUD is real. Like, I believed you, in it. I really believed in yeah. it. I, I withdrew everything from crypto.com last week. Everything. everything. I was waiting hours upon hours. That was what really made me panic. Before all the FUD that happened, the... Uh, I was just drawing it because I want to like experiment on, uh, on on the Atom blockchain. There's this um, another project called Evmos that I really want to get into. So I just like, okay, I'm going to transfer some Atom. I was waiting. I was like, hang on a second. This usually takes seconds. And then I was like, minutes, hours. I was like, hang on. This is like really panicking. And then I literally was like, okay, quick, transfer everything. I was like, but then yeah. I read all the posts and like the announcement of like the owner of crypto.com. I listened to what he had to say. And he was like, made me feel safe and then suddenly all my withdrawals just went like instantly but that's yeah. the thing right so um so there is this so obviously luna it was one thing after the other right i know we brought up Luna last week but it was one thing after the other um like with do Kwan basically sort of being like oh no being a cocky person as he was like nothing's gonna happen to luna we'll be fine like u.s terror or whatever will it'll bounce back it'll go back and then i feel like as soon as you lose that sort of public persona of stability i feel like the stability of all these companies is very precarious and without that public image of oh we're stable it can be sort of like a sort of just they can switch like that and like everyone will start taking it out and they can't support that and then like but something the, like FTX can happen right the, the irony is right if you think about it right what is what does the blockchain give us that we don't have right to me the blockchain the whole purpose of the blockchain is to have trust and transparency and everything. consensus yeah. and trust and, and trust is the word i emphasize because it is probably the most un, most untrustworthy space you could ever find yourself in. The amount of scammers, uh, it's, like yeah, it's horrendous. This, like, yeah, and you think that the whole the idea of it is that we can interact without an intermediary because the trust is consensus. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone can see what we've done. Consensus, cool, and it's like, well, that bit works. The problem is that people are then people will always break that system to make themselves money. They will. And this is what I think where the next narrative of crypto is going to be is DAOs. Like they're going to be, we're going to start seeing like decent, like the proper, maybe decentralized organization run by like however many people and that everyone gets to vote. That's what I really do think. Because right now we are just like you said, we trusted Doquan of our lives. We trusted SBF of our life that he's going to solve everyone's problems with FTX. But like, I definitely think the future of having everyone's voice basically heard like you vote and stuff like that to decide the decision of the cup co- like the future of the companies is going to be something that will empower us and maybe allow us to build these companies based on people not who's going to make the most money because the atom was meant to go into atom 2.0 where they were going to decide that it's not going to be inflationary anymore there's going to have a cap supply so 
to bring stability organization. And that failed because there's still some parameters in the whole like proposals that wasn't exactly fair and different people had different like things. So this will give you chance for people to talk more and like do these proposals. So I think there is that that's going to be the pinnacle of the like that keeps crypto alive, like these decentralized organizations. Do you want to explain for people that might not know what a DAO is? Yeah. So uh, DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. So essentially, let's say um, we, the Web3, uh, we create a project and we have a million tokens. We then share these million tokens with the founders and users. So whenever you we have a proposal, let's say we want to um, make every person who joined us uh, at the very beginning of this project to get special perks throughout this um, project as it continues. And every single individual who has that token will be allowed to vote to see if this passes or not. And if it doesn't, you can create a counter proposal to maybe make it more fairly and stuff like that. Yeah. For a question for you guys. Do you think that DAOs can actually work? Now, now, just hear me out, and I'll I'll, I'll track a couple of things towards you guys, right? So, we we are currently an organization, right? We're this is this is a partnership. All three of us are here, right? If we wanted to make a massive change, we go. Do you know what? I suddenly want to do a puppy podcast. <laughs> I, we would take a vote, right? And you two could say, James, we'd love we love you. We think you're great, but the puppy podcast is a no go for us, right? So that's obviously how a partnership in the real world works, right? <laughs> we can all vote. We've all got an, an ours. We've all got equal share, equal decisions, and we're all working together for a single goal. With the DAO, right? Let's just let's make the number simple. Let's say a hundred, right? What's to stop a wealthy person buying tokens to vote in a DAO from other people, right? And then to make multiple votes because that's sort of how a business works. If you think about it, say Amazon has a hundred shares, the majority shareholder gets to make the decisions or a collection of majority shareholders can make those decisions. So my problem with DAOs is there are no protections that say one person gets say, but also in business, it's not always effective for each person to have the same voting because actually we're voting on a project. So let's say we're voting on, um, we're going to do some music for the show, right? I get a vote, Stash gets a vote and Chris gets a vote. But Chris knows all about music, right? He knows everything about it. So why should we get the same rights when he's got more expertise, more knowledge? So sometimes it, it sort of reduces the power of decision making because me and Stash go, oh, no, we need do you know what we love. More triangle, all triangle. It's all going to be triangles. And Chris is going, Have you heard about piano? Maybe put some of that in. But no, me and Stash think all triangles is the way. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, triangles. Is missing from modern music. So. <laughs> okay. no, but, I, but it, yeah, sorry. No, I totally agree. I did read an article, like a whole like paper and discussion about how individuals they're trying to like prevent these kind of things. I have totally forgotten everything because I've been out all weekend. <laughs> My brain is a bit frazzled, but I will get back to you on this next week properly. But there you are in within the whole process of like let's say the coding and the mechanism, the smart contract that you can create there is a way to prevent like overtaking of an entire company. And for example, this whole puppy podcast thing, mm. like the whole point of hard forks in like 
blockchain is a consensus because two parties were, couldn't come to a decision, so they split. So me, we could either buy you out, buy your shares out, or we could be like, okay, you do your puppy podcast, but me and Chris are going to continue on with Web three, and we still we we're just we're just going to be two separate organizations. And that mm. it, I totally agree what you said. There is so, so many hard things that still need to be created in order to make DAOs potentially a more viable solution. Mm. Right now, there are many flaws, but I think these early DAOs are giving us an insight of how humans really work because some people will just vote for the very selfish proposals and be like yes let's keep all the money let's not give anything to the community and stuff like that so i guess it, it might just be a generational kind of thing a dow might start this year and then at the end of the year it's actually a completely different company because different well, sprouted out from it why don't we look at the oldest it's not a dow but the oldest system that exists in this of the world which is voting for, yeah. for leaders etc right you get the exact same problems in a DAO that you get with this. So you get people don't vote. People don't know enough about the issues to vote on them properly. You know, um, people obviously vote in their own right. People from different ages, demographics, that all vote for different things. Um, are, people have different priorities. That's always like a big public sector issue is that uh, you'll see politicians come out of the woodwork at a certain time of the year because it's good for votes. You know, oh, I'm going to the children's hospital. Yeah, of course you are. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate you. You've never been for three and a half years, but suddenly you're there every week. Like, and this is my problem is... Yeah. Get some puppies in there, you know? <laughs> and this is my thing is that I, I'm just not sure DAOs solve the traditional problems. It just seems to me like, okay, we'll take this other thing that doesn't work and we'll lob it into Web3 and go like, oh, fantastic. Let's make that work. And it's like, well, but you haven't solved any of the problems yet. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I guess with the transparency thing, you can prove them, oh, they haven't bid. This is the exact time they started going. And you could like track these people's movements and why are they doing it at certain things? I don't know. Matt, it, I could be completely wrong. And you're right. There's, there are flaws in everything. We are applying these old systems. That's why there's going to be a million different DAOs and companies spinning up and failing until we find like the perfect few. Am I, am I weird in that I would potentially have a punitive DAO system? So I would like, say you had say you had a DAO for something like ETH, right? Yeah. Okay, we're going to allow a thousand shareholders, right? And all of you have to vote on every, there'll be like a different grading of issues, A, B, C. Everyone has to vote on an A issue. If you haven't voted by a certain day, you start getting fined Absolutely. or something. And do something like that was like, actually, you have to do it. But then you get lots of other issues of, oh, maybe that person's dead or they've got no money. What are you going to fine them? But I think there needs to be some incentive, or you get, or you get a bonus payout every time you vote. You know, incentivize you. Doing that. You need to make sure that the sustainability as well. Uh, no, no, I agree with that. But I sort of you have something where it's like actually, because obviously, well, I don't know, crypto is like monetize everything. Be like, uh, how many? Um, so I'll use this example. Uh, my fiance donates a lot of blood. She donates as often as she can. And when you donate blood, you get a tracker of bronze, silver, gold, super mega ultimate, right? <laughs> so every, every time you donate blood or attempt to donate blood, you get one point. Okay. And if you donate plasma, you get three because it can be taken less often and they need it more, etc. So they've got a system on that where you get sort of prestige 
depending on that and potentially you link like payouts and prestige or something or you get an nft that's like yeah. a, a an only do you mean so, something that is but i sorry i didn't mean for the blood but i mean for the voting <laughs> in the doubts <laughs> so but they have plasma boys people would love plasma boys however however there is the problem right i might want to participate in that however i'm on blood thinners so i'm not allowed to donate blood yeah, 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 but you've been left out of the system. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, though, the blood system is not fair because men can donate a lot more blood than women can across their lives <sighs> because we can donate. We've got patriarchy. I know, mate. I know. We, look, we've just got we got more blood. I don't know. What you, no, it's, um, I think it's like an iron thing. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a blood man. I don't know science. This is not body advice. Um, <laughs> no financial advice, no bodily advice. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't give anyone any bodily advice. But um, no, I, I, I think the DAO stuff is interesting. I just when I see stuff in Web three, like we we sat down, and we watched um, was it Stephen Bartlett do that talk um, about, and he said, if you look at a project in Web three, and you do, and you think, why is this in? Why yeah. is this in Web three if it doesn't use the technology? He's like, it isn't innovating anything? It's nothing new. And I think with the DAOs, at the moment, the way they are, I look at it and I go, well, it doesn't add anything. It's the same system transplanted into Web3. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah, when we get round to fixing that problem, hopefully that would help. Can, can I link back round to something Chris mentioned? Yeah. Chris was mentioning big personalities like Du Quan and stuff in you know the Web3 space, etc. There's one big personality. Obviously, yeah. He's swinging his blue bird around at the moment. Yeah, old Elon Musk. What what do people think Wrap about? Around, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what do you guys think about how he's been doing this week and how that'll affect crypto? I think he's kind of <clears throat> he shot himself in the foot. Let's just say that. Like he came out as this big meme king, whatever. Oh, I'm on Twitter. I'm gonna post about Doge. Doge is gonna skyrocket. Like the financial institutions can't get me. Um, for like I don't know fake like boosting stocks and stuff like that Hmm. Um, oh this that the other and now everyone's kind of coming to realize that he's just a bit of a bit of a (laughs) (laughs) without saying anything sort of like um, offensive He's just a corporate elite, like every, like all the others. He's doing all this for his own financial gain. What, like, son, son of an emerald miner. What exactly. do you mean? He doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about anyone. He has proved that with his um, with the whole Twitter walkout. Like he doesn't care about any of his employees. Like it's just, and obviously Elon, please do not like come after us on the podcast. Or anything. <laughs> But I'd, like, I'd love it if you tweeted at us. Actually, please yeah. do that. Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. Tweet us. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. And sorry. And this whole the whole thing about the uh, monetizing the um, tick, the Twitter tick. Oh my god. Oh, I have loved that. I I honestly I have loved seeing these corporate company lose billions in a matter yeah. of minutes. <laughs> I think, like, the whole insulin thing, I'm so the sorry. insulin I, thing, yeah. I'm so happy that these corporate people that were given the painting for free to give insulin for free have lost billions. They deserve it. They don't deserve that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the thing is, people have come out of the woodwork and they've, like, 
gone to town on like expose well not exposing these companies but like sort of trolling and like basically proving how stupid the system that elon did and in fairness they're also doing good by like exposing all these businesses and making it seem like they're saying things which everyone believes anyway yeah, yeah and how social media has a massive impact on anything these days like you yeah in the old i don't well, i don't know it's like you'd post a tweet and stuff like that it didn't make much impact but now a few words could literally change history essentially twitter's a weird one for me right because like it's a, so much more official for some reason than like facebook or reddit or like instagram right like politicians will tweet out from like instagram or sorry will tweet out from twitter but they wouldn't post on instagram the same way like with covid there were like covid updates we get posted on twitter as they were coming out live like from the government and stuff and i feel like this is a weird one for me because the twitter user base is tiny like it is not actually that big i don't understand i i think it's people don't trust uh, the facebook going mass zuckerberg anymore yeah yeah but the verified account is what builds that trust and the fact that he was like, oh, let's pay for them. It's like, that's why I think it falls down. But I've got a suspicion about Twitter, right? Yeah. Elon Musk hates the way that company works. And I think he dislikes the political leanings of most of the people that work there. So what I think he's done is take over the company and gone, how can I get as many of these people to leave with their own volition so I don't have to fire them, so I don't have to do payouts as quickly as possible? Mm. And I think he's just gone in and gone, right, everyone's working in the office, everyone's doing this, and I think he just wants people to leave. I think he thinks, like, you yeah. guys are not my people. I can't fire all of you, but if you all walk out, that works for me. It's the cheapest way of doing it. It's the easiest way for me to do it. I just want you all oh. to leave. Well, well that's Because yeah. he's not an idiot. This no, absolutely, thing. Absolutely agree. He, he might be he might be rude or he might be this he might be that but he's not stupid and it's not like he isn't taking you know, a, a team of heavyweight corporates from his other entities with him to be like right elon how do we get rid of people uh, uh, that's what i think he's doing i have a friend um who has quite a successful business and he has over the years like got rid of maybe like a hundred staff hmm. total and he said the best way to do it is just like basically push them to a point where they're like, okay, uh, the, you basically give them an ultimatum. You're like, okay, you do this or you leave. Um, and they say something like, oh, I'm leaving. And that is a verbal agreement. And you can be like, okay, well, I accept your resignation. Bye-bye. So there's a tricky bit, right? So there's a thing in the law where there's an angle constructive dismissal. So I hire Stash to be... Oh, I don't know an underwear model, right? Because that's just what he's—that's just what he's there to do, right? That's what he loves. He that's signs up. For, I'll give you that. <laughs> signs up, he signs up for that job, right? That's what he does. I suddenly get asked, oh, actually, rather than underwear modeling, I'll pay you the same money, but what I need you to do is clean the toilets. Stash can turn around to me and say, "No, no, no, you've not fired me, but constructively, you have, because you've given me a job that I've not applied for, that I don't want to do, etc. Yeah. So you know I'm going to quit." And they can actually, you could go after an employer for constructive dismissal. Yeah. But but by taking away things like the work from home, he's not changing an individual person's role. So I doubt they would have a constructive dismissal case. I don't know they would or would not. I don't know the US laws. Their laws are probably a lot less uh, employee 
focused than ours are. But like in the UK, if you took away that work from home, which is a benefit and not like a right of their position, then if they then leave, you'd be fine and shouldn't be caught by a constructive dismissal. So that, that's my theory on the Elon Twitter is he's trying to get people to leave as quickly as possible yeah. um, so that he can then, you know, change the company and put in people that he likes. But with, with, with all the Twitter fiasco in mind, do you think that Elon is losing his status as the crypto poster boy? Or do you think they're sort of tied that suddenly the market's dropped and then Elon's stock, you know, isn't as good? And do you, know I mean? or do, or do you think they're independent? I think... I don't know. I think this is not the end of it. I think this is all a grand bigger scheme because I feel like he is going to change Twitter completely. Like, I don't think this is all, this is just going to be a social media kind of thing. He wants more control and power of media. I think there's something that we don't know going behind it. Like, I feel, I watched a TikTok half a year ago about what in a life of a Twitter employee. And it seems like, I forgot who I had a conversation with this with, but basically they had these paused yoga studios. They had the chef cooking for them. And it seemed like they didn't do much work. And then a few weeks ago, was it BitBoy Crypto or something like that? They posted videos like, Elon's not sacking these people. These people aren't really working. Like when you go to, oh, I was talking with my friend, like you go to work to work and work hard. And I feel like the company was going bust anyway. And like mm. they were seeing billions. And this was an opportunity to buy the company cheap. And then he's going to rework it completely differently. I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like Elon, he's exposing himself more and more as like... <sighs> as a just corporate elite as i said like it it just comes he's snobbish he's self-obsessed he's clearly like so egotistical that he doesn't necessarily care about anything but himself and if he is going to like if he is going to go down with the ship he'll go down with the ship like twitter even if he does like that's not going to ruin him that's not going to ruin him he's just exposing all these like, I feel like there's a political aspect to it as well, because oh, 100%. all of the Republicans were so happy when Twitter got bought out by um, Elon because, oh, they think Elon's more Republican leaning. He's going to be like more for freedom of speech. But I don't know. The easiest way think... to win in America, I suspect, is if you're a billionaire, is to get a load of politicians on side. Yeah. Like if you if you get in bed with those guys, and it might just be. Have you guys ever read the book Soconomics? I did. Did I mention this to you guys before? So, Soconomics is a book about the economics of football clubs, and the idea is right. Why on earth would you, as Emirates or as Qatari or Qatar, about to work up? But why would you, as an incredibly wealthy family from the Middle East, buy Manchester City Football Club? Right. And you pay pay Erling Haaland five hundred thousand pounds a week to come and play for you. Right. And the economics of it all it talks about essentially that the reason you're doing that is because of all the networking opportunities and the esteem and the prestige and the advertising. Yeah. But it's like you can make more money by going, oh, come to my football club, do this. No, do you know what? Oh, your son loves Erling Haaland. He can go play with him. 
come over to Manchester, he'll go play with him. And, and people care about that personal touch. It's all yeah. about the power. But and that's why they do it. And I think that's the thing a lot of people forget with like, the Twitter takeover, whatever. But like, this, a lot of it can be, oh, you don't want that person on whatever? Yeah, that's fine. No worries. Like, I can, I can do bits or whatever. And I, I think we get into a tricky situation. Media's always been a tricky situation. But then you get into a very tricky situation where people are, very wealthy individuals are buying up the free press. I mean, it's always happened, though. Like, Murdoch did it. But you end up in a situation where, at the moment, there are probably only... How many places are there where you can actually get a message out to loads of people? Instagram, Twitter... Like Reddit, yeah, but but it's mostly yeah. anonymized. It's a bit different, yeah. Reddit, like face, um, Facebook. Facebook. No one really uses Facebook anymore. Well, no, no, I, I would disagree. I think people in our parents' generation use it a lot. Yeah, and I would like. Do you know I mean I would say that that is? But you are sort of contained on Facebook. You're contained to your own little bubble of your friends and your social media friends, sort of mm. like, and the people that you connected with, right? On Twitter, you can literally go into Twitter search for something mm. and see what everyone in the world has said about it <laughs> yeah yeah um, well see the thing there though that i find funny right is when you go everyone in the world and i go it's a tiny portion of population oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's what i think worries not to get too political in things sometimes but i hate it when it's like oh well oh the, the twitter uproar i think well, like it's such a small selection of people that use twitter and such a small section of people that kick off about something and i yeah. think like you're taking an extreme of an extreme and going, everyone hates it. And I think, no, 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 no. That selection of people hate it. And I think that's where Elon Musk's takeover and going, I'm sick of these really left-wing people, whatever, da, 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 controlling a narrative. I can understand that. And but maybe, like, I, obviously this is a bit of a conspiracy, but maybe he's <laughs> planning on, like, I guess, planting his own people in there who will mm. not expose him for other things that he might do within the company. Like, I don't know, changing algorithms and stuff like that. I don't know, obviously. Then we're getting into yeah. conspiracy theories and That's all that. So, I, I, think, I think for me, <laughs> I'm around with my point about like, Twitter, social media, etc. The problem is, and I, I think about this uh, when I think about, right, we've, got, we've all gone through a restaurant, right, all three of us, as usual, right? Me and Chris are always happy with whatever food, but Stash is a bit of a snob, right? Yeah. So we're... Yeah. You can I'm, tell by the size. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> so right, we've all gone out, we've got some pad ties, right? Me and Chris thought it was great, right? We really enjoyed it, right? Stash hated his, right? The waiter was rude, didn't bring his water over fast enough, didn't say yes, sir, you know, all those Whoa. sorts of things. Stash, I know, <laughs> kinky. Stash hated it, right? So at the end of the meal, me and Chris, really happy customers, go home and write absolutely nothing online because we enjoyed it, we had the meal we expected. Stash writes a scathing review. And that's the problem we get in the world with feedback is yeah. that in general, unless you are wowed five stars or had exceptional service, you're not going to leave a review. Everyone happy in the middle, it goes, well, that's what it is. That's what I expected. And it, then the loud people are the ones that hate it. And I, I, voices, yeah, always prevail. And I think that's where we get into a very negative cycle with social media, where some very loud, very, and, and it's normally the same people. I don't want to cherry pick, but like, say, Stash is a snob there. He might also be a snob at, you know, another restaurant or another restaurant, because I'm, you're not really a snob, Stash. But, but you see, my point is that I think you can get a little negative cluster of people Absolutely. just spewing SH1T out at everyone and everything that they don't like. And I think 
that that is where some people see what Elon Musk is doing as a really good thing going, actually, those people make a disproportionate amount of public sentiment and they're overly negative. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I land on it. Not not massively web three of us there, but that was just a... I mean, it's where the conversation goes, isn't it? Exactly. Just a little bit of talk about Elon. Has anyone else got any other bits they'd like to sort of cover this week? So we've we've gone over the fact that FTX collapsing will have a domino effect. We've talked about liquidations, pennies on the pound, and how that could affect you. Uh, if you want a little bit of tips about where you could be having your money apart from on exchanges, listen to last week's episode where we talk exchanges, soft wallets, hard wallets. Um, Stash talks about all his security. He's got a little metal vial that's got something in there <laughs> and i talk about all my insecurities yeah, so. <laughs> so do i don't like the last side yeah. of my nose so we talk about all that sort of stuff um then we had a little brief meander around elon and him being the poster boy for for us us i don't really want to be for me but like for twitter for crypto have you guys got anything else you'd like to discuss on this week oh what about so now obviously the world cup has started mm-hmm. we're not really going to talk about that but has that affected any of our coins that we've got? Let's let's have a look. How, the market my... is going down. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, I right my. And there's more. A recent there was a um a thing published about the investig some investigation and the the mar the market cap right now is eight point five nine billion and it oh. down by one percent. And well, my my chilies, yeah. That I bought for twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's currently worth. Drum roll, please. Sixteen pounds ten. Woo! Woo! Nice. What, what about you? But yeah, what was it that you bought? That was it. Atom? I bought Atom, and but I, I literally drew everything since the thing. So I now ah. have to go on my portfolio tracker and see. Well, how- shall I say how much my chilies yeah, absolutely. is worth right now? So my chilies is worth £17.95. So oh. I've, made, I've made a whopping 50p from two weeks ago. Oh, we smashing. Smashing. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm still hard. Oh, I'm, I'm still down, what, seven quid? But... Absolutely gutted. Sash, have you... You're, oh, you're this, gonna have to go and look at yours. This does not look. This does not look good for me. <laughs> I think I'm even worse off. What than you were two weeks ago? Yeah. So, uh, one point nine. So, quick maths. The perks of having a having a ledger. Uh, one. I, well, I, I this, one, this is one of the perks of having it on the exchanges, right? Uh, well, I left. You lose all your money, but at least you can sort of. So I'm at uh, eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars, and in pounds. Hey Siri, how much is eighteen dollars in pounds? Fifteen pounds thirteen p. Oh, oh, taking a hit there. Yeah, yeah. Lost ten quid. Well, don't worry. The sentiment around the World Cup's really good. There've been no issues about it. No, no, no. Of course, there's been no talk of like it being Fire Festival 2.0 or anything. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've, I've on TikTok. I've seen some stuff already. I'm like, uh oh. I yeah. I I, I, I can't see any problems with it. I just finished watching um, the Netflix series the about corruption within FIFA. (laughs) Oh, we we had this at work, right? So we did a sweepstake. So five are in from everyone. Thirty-two teams. So. 
gets up to be like 150 odd quid. Um, and five red, and the, there's a draw of the teams. So you I got the task. No, 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 no. So I was on like the arranging committee. So me and two other people. Uh, the first girl got Brazil, who were the favourites. I then got Belgium, who were like fourth or fifth favourite. And then everyone's going, well, this is rigged, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> She's going, absolutely. So then the third guy they raised, it got Tunisia. And we were like, no, no, no. And um, I, I, we had like a little a little chat. And I said to him, like, we had to have a scapegoat, mate. I'm really sorry it was you. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have you blowing up our spot over here. So, yeah. Well, there's yeah. one more thing that we can continue that we started is, where is this from? Oh, I have eaten Ooh. half of it. This is, let me... This is an early game. That's a cookies and cream donut. That is and, a cookies and cream donut. I'm going to say, um, oh, it might even be an Oreo donut. I think it's a Tesco Oreo donut. I'm going to say it's Sainsbury's. Guys, you are both wrong. This is a Oreos. Uh, Oreos. Okay. it was close but from one of my favorite donut shops in leicestershire in leicester it's called donuts do, and... you, see, do you see how much of a snob he is not tesco's or c3's but right, this is not... why this is why he complains at every restaurant isn't it chris every restaurant we go to he i have no idea what you're talking about but this the... man the amount of expendable income to buy what yes. a two pound donut two pounds well, that's about 17 quid those donuts aren't they i didn't pay for this one luckily so it was a gift like I said, the underwear modelling, it gets bought donuts wherever he goes. He's <laughs> <laughs> got no problems. Uh, so shall we end it on donuts? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. Do you want to... Well, next week, I'm going to be doing an in-depth of some projects that I've been researching in. So that I think are going to be very, not important, but I think have some potential for next year. So, so watch out next week? Yeah, watch out next week. And more oh, donuts to come. <laughs> Do you want to thanks for <laughs> well no just thanks for watching weaving web 3 and we'll soon be leaving web 3 yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers man. donut shops <laughs> <laughs>